Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up! Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. With former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. And Nortman has a fit! Great call and great execution! Not a Hawkeye in sight! Here's Alex Strofe. the Great Dane Huddle Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown Madison. There's a party brewing down here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. The goat of beer releases. The barrel-aged stone of scone scotch ale is being uh, poured out on, right now until 7 o'clock tonight here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown. There's a special tapping with Fred Swanson who's working behind the bar, uh, bar uh, from Dancing Goat Distillery. Uh, there's $4 snifters, there's limousine rye samples, swag and merch, appetizer and beer combos, all sorts of good stuff going on until 7 o'clock tonight. So if you're just getting done with work, get down here to the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown Madison just off the Capitol Square. I'm Alex Strope. I'll be joined shortly by former Badger, former NFL punter, the great Brad Nortman, the brilliant mind. Uh, he is running just a few minutes late, out walking into the bar right now. So we will uh, be joined by Brad here in just a second as he's literally sprinting uh, to his seat here next to me at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown. Jacket is off on the floor. Headset is on. Brad Nortman, you made it. Just I have arrived. See I have arrived. Everybody relax. Relax, Great Dane. Yeah, everybody. I am here. Everyone's concerned, weren't yeah, they? Uh, waiting with bated breath, Brad, uh, as everybody watches you storm in. Uh, now everybody's staring at you like you're That's a freak. Right. So you've been out of the NFL a few years. Are you, are you winded from running? How are you feeling right now? I'm a bit winded. It was a half a block. Half okay. a block. That's not I bad. think it was more of urgency, right? Sure. Like my heart was beating sure. the whole way here. Sure. I mean, it's a little bit of fast and furious out there. Yeah, no doubt to get about here. it. I love I, it. I see what the Brewers had on, fighting Brewers traffic after a big Brewers win today. 10-0. Wow. And I thought offense was going to be our issue. I still thought might so, be, too. It still might be, and it probably will be. But, hey, the Brewers also streaking, Brad. They've won three in a row now. I like that. As they started the season 0-1 now, 3-1 and on the year as they get a win at AmFam Field earlier today. We'll talk Brewers. We've got a poll in the field asking if you annually take off for any sporting events. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But I wanted to start with the NCAA tournament and uh, not the championship tonight, actually. I wanted to talk about the championship that happened yesterday, uh, the women's national championship game as Iowa falls to LSU. LSU puts up 102 points in the win, most ever by a team in a national championship game. But the story isn't LSU winning a title. It's not Caitlin Clark losing. It, it, it was a little bit the referees. But the big story is the fact that Angel Reese of LSU waved the you can't see me John Cena style in the face of Caitlin Clark and pointed to a ring finger indicating, hey, I'm a national champion. Now, I've seen all these people on social media, Brad, and it's really bugging me, uh, you know, calling Angel Reese classless, and saying that LSU should be ashamed and that, you know, it's bad sportsmanship, like all this crap. And I understand maybe it was a little long, the, the 30 seconds of you can't see me. But at the end of the day, trash talk is good in sports. These are the same people calling Angel Reese classless that were celebrating and crowning Aaron Rodgers when he yelled, 
I own you in Chicago yeah, at Soldier right. Field, right? So I, I want to hear, especially from, from your perspective as a former athlete, I don't know how much smack you were talking as a punter. Well. But, oh, boy, I'm excited <laughs> then. Uh, but I, I just think it's crazy to call LSU classless celebrating the fact they put up 102 points and the best player in the world in route to a national championship game. Listen, when I saw that happen, I... I didn't think much of it, to be quite honest. Sure. And uh, to me, the people that are responding the way they are, not to not to brush this with too big of a brush stroke, but it's the people that have never found themselves in an ultra-competitive environment. Right. right? But when you do that, particularly in sports, you have a manifestation of intensity with you know mental, physical, emotional, everything. And this is the, these women's lifetime achievement to this point. So I have no problem doing it. Alex, that's pretty tame compared to the things I've seen and heard. That is tame. I bet. And, you know, the, it's cool to see the women's game so competitive, so interesting. And that's the storyline that's going to come out of this. This has been a great tournament Absolutely. for the women's NCAA uh, tournament and championship game, you know, with, with great players and iconic moments. And, and it's cool to see. I mean, this, these are aggressive, intense, athletic women getting after it at their, at their sport. So for me to see that, I thought that was a good thing. I thought that was a net positive for the women's game of basketball. Why not? Why not have there be a high level of, level of competition and let that overflow into how you communicate with each other? So to me, I thought it was tame. Trust me, the airwaves could not handle some of the things that, we, that I have heard. And I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good thing for the people that are, are upset about it. I just don't think they understand sport, and they've never been in that moment. And I, I'm telling you who's not concerned about that, Caitlin Clark. No, you're right. She's not concerned about it at all. Why should we be? Exactly. That's well said. And, look, that's that's the same Caitlin Clark that uh, told somebody in, in an earlier round game against Louisville, you're down 15, shut up. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the same Caitlin Clark that hit another player with the you can't see me. That's the same Caitlin Clark that waved off a three-point shooter in the Final Four and said, ah, we don't need to guard her, right? Like, this is a, a, a girl who, uh, by the way, maybe the most phenomenal collegiate performance I've ever seen, Caitlin Clark, in the NCAA tournament this year, but this is a girl who's talked smack at the highest level, um, and, and she is just terrific, and, and I'm excited to see what she does next year. She's got another year of eligibility left at the University of Iowa. He's Brad Norman. I'm Alex Strope. It is the great Dane Huddle. What say you? on this topic is it a non-factor is it not a big deal is it being overblown or are you bothered by it right either way i want to hear from you 844-770-3776 is the espn madison talking text line again that number 844-770-3776 or shoot come on down to the great dame pub and brewing company downtown and tell us in person we'll give you a mic maybe i don't know how that works uh, we'll have to see what our on-site producers think about that one but nonetheless that's your way into the show on the espn madison talking text line lot to get into today uh we'll talk a little uconn sdsu national championship game tonight in college basketball but we got to talk uh, opening day right baseball is underway and i'll admit i'm probably a little bit of a fraud baseball fan as i'm dressed up in my uh brewers gear today as they get a 10-0 win i watched a little bit of the win uh in the home opener over the mets earlier today brad uh but you were stuck in traffic does that mean there was a lot of people there a lot of people a lot of people there it's what you'd expect for opening day Absolutely. and you know it's actually it, i feel like it would have been more people if it would have been a nicer day nicer like what we're about to have this weekend in the 60s but this is what's so cool you know opening day weekend there's really nothing quite like it baseball season gets long i will admit my interest level in mid-july is not what my interest level is right now Agreed. in the brewers right Agreed. 
But it does have one of the best opening weekends in sports, right? I mean, there's nothing to me beats NFL opening weekend, and there's opening ceremonies for for the Olympics. But, man, I just feel like there's something, uh, you know, dare I say majestic? Ooh, dare, dare you. I, say? I dare you. Okay, I'm going to say it. Door to the Majestic Theater. Oh, probably. how about yeah, that? Yeah, That's yeah. a little, well little placement, a little product placement right yeah, well there. Done. I do. I think, though, it's just it, it's exciting. There's newness. It's one of the indicators of spring, and um, there, there's nothing quite like it. And to see the Brewers come out the way they did, obviously not the first game, but it, it's hope for every team that you never quite know. And... There's just nothing quite like watching a baseball game. It's, it's almost medicinal, watching a baseball yeah, game. Yeah. And, and now, with all the rule changes, the pace is better. It's scoring's quicker. up. Yeah. It's exciting. I've, I've been able to watch quite a bit, and it's, I like what I see so far. No, I'm totally with you. Uh, I will say this, and I want to get your kind of holy crap NFL moment. Uh, but Bryce Terang, who made his debut four days ago or five days ago for the Milwaukee Brewers, he's the second baseman this year in his rookie season er, in the majors, uh, Hit his first career home run today. It was a grand slam oh. in the fifth inning, and his parents were in attendance. That's a holy crap welcome to the league moment. What was Brad Nortman's welcome to the NFL moment? Now, I know you're not really hitting grand slams, but you're hitting 60-yard bombs off your off your foot. What, what was the welcome to the league moment for you? Man, there was a lot of them. It, for, for a game-wise, my very first preseason game okay so i'm competing against a 12-year veteran at the time so want to go out there and have a good game yeah we're playing the texans at home so jj watts on the other sideline hey what's up jj watt former teammate all that so you're going out there and there, there does there does lack a little bit of this i you know not quite the level of spring training but not quite the first nfl game but a lot of intensity a lot of pressure got to go out there and have a good game to win this job first punt is on the three-yard line backed Ooh. up backed up and they like to see, the opposing special teams coaches like to see what kind of guys they got in special teams. So it's not uncommon to see, you know, pretty hard blitzes, particularly backed up. Um, so I was like, okay, here we go. First punt, three-yard line. Holy smokes. <laughs> and I was nervous. I was nervous. And I just, I uncorked it. I, what do you, I mean, what else am I going to do? That's in the moment, just let my body do what it does. And uh, I hit 57 yards and um, not much of a return. It was a good punt. And that was my big, like, it's not my grand slam moment. It's not a regular season right. game. But that was that was my first, like, okay, in-game, here we go, welcome to the NFL. Might as well be a backed-up I line. love that, man. That's that's a great story there from Brad Nortman, Alex Struff with you here on the Great Dane Huddle. On ESPN Madison, live at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in downtown Madison. Um, so where was that game played? Was that in Carolina? Was that uh, on the road? In Carolina. Okay. In Carolina. Were, were um, the parents there? Uh, they were not there. They were not there for that preseason game. Um, they came, I think, the second game. Um, is the, I think we played the Saints. So we played at Tampa Bay, very first game. So made the team. I have to remember this is insane. Oh, yeah. Um, so played at Tampa Bay, very first game, and we lost that game. I think I had like four punts, pretty good punting game. And then the next week we played the Saints. And this is you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, a couple of years from winning the Super Bowl. They yeah. were humming. And so, again, that game was kind of back and forth. Their punter is one of the best punters in the league, um, or was at the time. And uh, my parents were there for that one. And, um, you know, Lexi was obviously there for all of them. And um, it's just, I don't know, that first year especially, I mean, for people coming out, that was wild. I would say my the moment where it was most, like, pinch me, holy cow, actually came in the third year when I played at Lambeau. 
Because you can kind of dissociate sure. yourself, sure. right? I had really no major connection with Carolina before that. Even going to some of these other stadiums, very cool. But there was nothing quite like the emotional punch in the face like yeah. it was to go to Lambeau Field. Yeah. And you're just like, I. And the, and the stadium has not changed much no, from the field really. level. Right. So you, you just romanticize Lambeau. Huge Packer fan. Loved it. And so that was literally a boyhood dream come true. And, oh, totally. and, and you know, the the troves of people coming out to watch that one. So that was one of the biggest, like, wow, I'm here. I bet. I, I cannot even believe it. I tried to I tried to make sure I, you know, as much as I could. So the, the, the away team locker room now is the old home locker room. Okay. So um, I was very aware of that. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, Brett Favre has been <laughs> in this locker room. And there's, like, you know, maybe a handful of, of, of urinals. So it's like, you know, you go to the bathroom three times, pick a different one. There's, like, there's a one-third chance that I use the same right. one. You realize that's too weird, far, right? Too far, right? Too far. Not too far. That's just weird. It's, it's, so you're just a strange man. Brilliant brain of, of Brad Nortman, as we call it. Uh, great story. The, the welcome to the NFL moment, year three at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Being a Wisconsin kid, though, that's neat. It's yeah. a really cool story. Um, we're talking opening day a little bit. Were you there? Give us a scouting report. What would you make? How many brats did you eat? How many beers did you drink? How was the tailgating scene? If you were at the game and you're driving back, maybe you were stuck in traffic like Brad was, I want the scouting report. 844-770-3776. Your way into the show. Tell me what you saw. I want to know about the tailgate. I want to know about the experience. It's baseball season. We'll embrace it for a week or two, and then we'll talk about it again in October. I mean, that's kind of how baseball works around here, right? I mean, I mean, you, you and I both kind of a casual baseball fan, like you said. Mm. Mid-July, I'm more worried about drinking beers outside and shooting off fireworks. That's right. It, yeah. You know, and if honestly, it's just a good thing to have on in the background, for lack of a better. For I sure. mean, it's just there's something about putting a Brewer game on on a summer night. Am I watching as intently as I watch a Wisconsin football game? No, not I'm not. Sure. Right. But enough so that you get name recognition. And, and honestly, the Brewers have put forth a really great product over the last 15 years. How, how lucky are we that we're able to see these good teams? Because Strofe, when I was growing up in the 90s, I mean, I was rooting for guys like Jeremy Burnett's and just can we can we just see a home run? Because we're not getting wins. I love that's that. what we're getting. I love that uh yeah you you sound like the old uh older people who call into (laughs) when we're talking packers and they're like oh i remember the 70s and 80s and no disrespect it's just like yeah i mean it's a totally different era right and uh you know when it comes to the packers which we'll get to a little bit later i'm sure yeah they've just found a way to have success consistently and now that the brewers really have for the last uh 12 years or so 2011 was that really fun run team with with ryan braun prince fielder niger morgan etc um so yeah i mean we're spoiled in the state right think about it bucks badgers football badgers basketball the packers every team is relevant and good consistently now uh we're absolutely spoiled it's it's awesome it's amazing it really is i I mean i'd be curious if there's any other sports town over the last you know, or state over the last five years that could compete. I know Boston, Boston had a run there. They had a run there where they had a lot of good teams and some championships. Los Angeles. I mean, the Lakers okay, won one true. a few years ago. The Dodgers have obviously always been in it, but they have so many teams, right? Right. Um, it's a volume game. Outside of that, who am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting one. Tampa. Tampa. Ooh, that's, a yeah. that's a good one. That's a really good one. But that's about it, man. Yeah. I mean, th- those are the... Those are like the top, and then Wisconsin, right? Those are the top sports, towns, cities, provinces, whatever the hell you want to call it. And outside of the Bucks winning the NBA championship, then unfortunately they've all been incredibly relevant 
just not the ability to quite get over the hump, right? Packers, Badgers, Brewers can't quite get to that ultimate um, ultimate mountaintop, except for the Bucks. But, but Bucks. relevance, man, it makes the season fun to watch. It sure does. It sure does. And the Brewers, uh, there were certainly question marks, right? Like no offseason moves or, or really none of them. But these guys that have come up, like Bryce Terang and Garrett Mitchell, who played some, uh, you know, played some games last year for him, but they're the youngins, right? They're stepping up. Brian Anderson, really the only offseason addition, hit a home run today. So we'll see. We'll see if the offense gets going. We'll see if the bats get going. But uh, it's always a fun time of year. The poll on Twitter, at ESPN Madison, is do you take off of work for any sporting events on an annual basis, like opening day, March Madness, etc.? We'd love to hear from you and, and what that is, right? I know a lot of people uh take off for opening day our guy jesse nelson who's filled in for me recently on this show uh you know he's t- he takes off every year for the first two days of march madness mm-hmm. goes down to a sports book in iowa uh and, and just loses all of his money which i love uh so <laughs> any examples like that would love to hear from you on that also asking your thoughts uh, on the smack talk were you not happy with angel reese from lsu the women's basketball team yesterday in her smack talk towards Caitlin Clark and Iowa. All of that and more your way in 844-770-3776. As we roll on, it's the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. The Great Dane Huddle rolling on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown Madison just off the Capitol Square. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former Badger, NFL legend, punter, the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman, who once peed in the same urinal as Brett Favre. The odds are in my favor on that one. Believe me. So if there was three urinals, did you pee at all three just no, to no. Like solidify? No, no, there was like ten. There was like ten. So, so, so you I have to I, pee in all ten. You, you can't possibly muster that. Sure you, you can. Possibly. You're there all day. All day. But two, I, I, two I'm, doing, I'm doing my job, though. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Okay, so you're getting there. You're getting dressed. Pee there, right? Yeah. Then you're going out for warm-ups, kicking bombs on Lambeau That's Field. right. Right? And you've got to tinkle a little bit because you're nervous. You're on, like, the, well, you're on the field of the team you grew up rooting for. You go back into the locker room, you tinkle again. Right? Then you get a third one out right before pregame. Right? So that's three out of the ten. Halftime is four. Uh, Post game is five, maybe two post game if you're lucky, because then you got to do locker room availability. You're probably saying hi to the wife. You could probably hit seven of them at minimum. See, it might have worked. You might need to see a doctor, man. That's a lot. <laughs> but you got to think about this, G. You're not peeing like uh, I don't know seven times over the course of a 12-hour span. I don't know if you're there 12 hours yeah, necessarily. But I mean, for a noon game, I'm getting there at nine, and we're leaving there at probably 4:15. Oh, so what is that? Yeah, yeah. Three seven hours, and seven and a half hours. And honestly, I mean, it was it was just the, the you know the cherry on top to the otherwise focus on the game. I don't want the uh, I don't want the listeners out there think, thinking. But you got to think, Brad. Brett Favre was peed in more than one urinal on that. So odds are, if we're gonna do a little bit of like mathematician here, if there's ten of them, he's probably he probably peed at all of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So there you go. You've peed in the same urinal as Brett Favre. That. Dreams yeah. coming true. Dreams, Dreams coming true, coming true right there. When Brad Norman started <laughs> playing football. As a young child in Brookfield, Wisconsin, the one goal he had growing up was to, uh, never mind. All right, it's a great day in huddle. Rolling out live. Getting set for the national championship game tonight on CBS. The last Jim Nance game 
in that's March sad. Madness. It's actually Isn't that sad? sad. Um, he's, he's a legend. legend. This is his 32nd game. 32nd national championship You're game. Right. That's right. unbelievable. Yeah. What a stretch. You have any Jim uh, Jim Nance encounters? I mean, he, he's been doing the NFL forever, too. I actually do. Yes. I've got a good Jim Nance. That's story. what I was hoping for. Let's okay. get out of the same so, bubbler. Or? It's, uh, well, <laughs> hey, Jim should be so lucky. Um, so we are at the Super Bowl. Okay. Because Jim and uh, Jim Nance and Phil Sims had our game. Oh, the CBS right, game. right. Yep. So we go there, and, you know, usually every Friday before a Sunday game, the you know, the, the people that are broadcasting the game will come to watch your practice. Sure. They'll get to know everything and, and, you know, pull guys and chat with them when they can. So, you know, our specialists, we get our, we get our work done, and we're just watching practice. And then there are Phil Sims and Jim Nance also watching practice on the sideline. And, um, you know, Jim Nance is in slacks. He's in a quarter zip and a polo, just so on brand, so on brand. And, and he comes over to us. And he introduces himself, you know, hey, hey, fellas, you, know, Jim Nance here, and like, yep, Jim nice Nance to meet you, Jim. Nice to meet you, Jim. I was, I was hoping for a hello, friends. Yeah, right. didn't, didn't quite get it. Masters Week shout out too, and so we're, we're talking to him, and you know, he, he's very, very down to earth. He's exactly what you'd think, almost like grandfatherly, like good father no type doubt, of thing. No doubt. Very gentle, very soft spoken, tall, and. Um, you know, he just found an interest in us. Like, hey, how, when did you guys know that your season would go this well? You guys have been so fun to watch, all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we're asking about him then. We're like, you know, what's it like to call a game? How much preparation goes into it? Are you nervous? And he's like, you know, I just I just try to do, do right by the listener. That's all I care about. And he goes, guys, this is my favorite. Guys, I don't consider myself in the media. I consider myself a storyteller. Oh, <laughs> we're like, Jim. You are a storyteller. Yeah, <laughs> so that's my – and he's like, you know, anytime – because they, they, he used to do the uh, Wells Fargo Championship, and that sure. was in Charlotte as well. So he's like, you guys should come up to the booth when we do the Wells Fargo. And we're like, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I went to Jacksonville and ah. never saw him again, at least in person. But how about that? Jim Nance wants to be known as a storyteller, that not is as a member of the incredible story. Yeah. That is an incredible <laughs> – and totally on brand. Like, I'm so not, on brand. I'm not, I'm not shocked at all one no. little bit. We walked away just like thinking – I just met Jim God. Nance. I just met that, God. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Jim Nance is just—he is exactly who we thought he would be. It'd be like that, you know, that, they are that coach. They exactly. Are. Thank you, G. Thank you. They he are is who we thought he was. That's amazing. Uh, Jim Nance calling his final March Madness game tonight as UConn, a four seed, takes on San Diego State, the Aztecs. One of the great uh, mascots in college sports, the Aztecs, San Diego State Aztecs. I like that. It just sounds. Ugh. Angry and ready to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like I like when teams take their geographic region. I know that Aztecs is more Mayan and whatnot, but it's Southwest, and, you know, yeah. shoulder, shoulder a little bit of that, you know, heritage. I love it. I love it. That's uh, the right word. So defense wins championships. Both these teams incredible defensively. We won't get too much into the X's and O's here, Bradley, but, uh, look, UConn has been dominant. Their, their average winning margin in the NCAA tournament through five games is 18.6 points. The closest game they've played. It was on Saturday against Miami. They had a 13-point halftime lead. They won by 13 points. They never, uh, they never led by less than I believe nine in the second half. Mm. Like they have just been purely dominant uh, throughout the entirety of the tournament. And I imagine tonight will be more of the same. I have a hard time thinking. Yeah, San Diego State's going to win tonight, but 
Uh, where are you at? I mean, how much of the tournament have you been watching? I, we had the conversation a little bit last week. Uh, do you lose interest when you lose some of the Blue Bloods? UConn, and we'll get to this conversation in just a second, if they win tonight, I think makes a very, very good case for being a Blue Blood in college basketball. Yes. But, but where are you at in, in terms of interest level and what you watched over the weekend? Well, I, I've watched quite a bit of the tournament. You know, the, the first weekend is sort of a mismatch, right? Yeah. I mean, you just like, you, you catch some games, you miss others. It's moving very fast. Totally. So, you know, I caught some here in there I love one of my favorite weekends of sport is the Sweet 16 Elite Eight because you get really quality matchups you're getting non-stop sports so I watch quite a bit of that every time I've watched UConn they are so fast I, I, I mean it, it feels like they're playing a different game it feels like they're playing at a different speed. You know when you play uh, you play Madden or you play NCAA basketball you know, on Xbox or PlayStation, and you have some guys that are like a 90-plus in speed and athletic? That's what they look <laughs> like, and they are aggressive, and they play hard. And they almost they almost embody Coach Hurley, right? He's, totally. he's energetic. He's passionate. He's, he's like halfway on the floor sometimes. So I feel like when I watch them play, that's their game. They're fast. They come out quick. They hit you with a punch, and then they keep the pace going such that you never can quite catch up. So San Diego State, a little bit of a different story. They tend to slow the game down, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. So I'm eager to see who controls the pace. I think that UConn is going to just keep their foot on the pedal like they have all tournament. And it seems like when UConn is good, whenever they've won their championships in the last couple decades, they're really good. Yeah. And when they're not really good, they're sort of a non-story. That's what makes it so strange, right? It's not like... Duke, where they're you know getting a top four seed almost every year. It's like when UConn's good, they are really good, and they're really good this year. No, they are really good, and we got to give a shout out to our guy Colin Russo, oh, yeah. who uh, who, who uh, joins us uh, d- during the college football season on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. His older brother Tim is a graduate assistant on the UConn staff. Um, we get a text from Colin Russo. Ah, what was this Thursday? Um, he's studying abroad in Italy right now. So it was probably about, I don't know, 11 p.m. midnight Italy time. We get a text that just says, uh, my parents are bringing my best friend from high school to the Final Four. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, not him, right? So he's, he's stuck in Italy. Got to watch his brother at like... It's 4 in the morning, I think it is tonight, tip-off time, or maybe 3 in the morning. And if we know Colin Russo, he's watching. Oh, he's, he's bringing the energy. He's at a pub energy. somewhere, right? Yes. He's at a pub somewhere. Because I don't think they close at 2 a.m. like they do in Wisconsin and Italy. So right. uh, that'll be hilarious and very entertaining. But shout-out to him. Uh, I did a humble brag here. I did a hit earlier today on Channel 3 here in Madison uh, on the news with, with Mark and Susan. And they asked me, um, you know, about San Diego State. I said they're just one of the best defensive teams in the country, and defense wins championships. We'll see if they're able to do that tonight and then mark asked me how about uconn i said they're even better defensively right so it's just like (laughs) this is going to be a battle of the defenses it's going to be a ton of fun really looking forward uconn favored by eight and a half over san diego state tonight uh, on cbs we will play some gmail gotta answer the the fans questions that they email to alex gravatt whose email address we've never even given out that's how (laughs) popular he is we'll answer those questions next it's gmail on the great dane huddle live from the great dane pub and brewing company downtown madison The Great Dane Huddle World Run Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, downtown Madison, hanging out. The beers are flowing here, man. People are drinking. They've got the uh, the special release party tonight. There's a party happening up in the front of the, the bar. We're in the back end uh, by the pool tables, and 
the dartboards. But what's going on today here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown is the Goat of Beer Releases, the Barrel-Aged Stone of Scone Scotch Ale in collaboration with Dancing Goat Distillery uh, is going on now. There's special tapping with Fred Swanson of Dancing Goat Distillery going on until 7 o'clock tonight. So you still got about a half an hour to come hang out here, but obviously the Great Dane's not closing at 7 o'clock, so you got all night to come here, drink some beers. There's uh, appetizer and beer combo specials, all sorts of stuff going on here. Swag, merch, all the in-betweens. I'm Alex Grove alongside former Badger, former NFL punter Brad Nortman. Alex Gravat is back in the ESPN Madison studio holding down the fort, running the show for us tonight and each and every week here on the Great Dane Huddle. The fans ask the questions they can't figure out themselves to Alex G. Alex G then relays them and asks us. It's time to play Gmail on the Great Dane Huddle. You've got mail. As you were saying, Strofe, I get tons of emails and I love it. It's great. Yeah, you do. Um, and, and I send lots of emails as well. And today we start with, of course... Cornelius in Texarkana. Let's go, Cornelius. He's so excited for this one. So, um, he he just asks out of the out of the blue, if you are going to be in a Roman Colosseum, a battle, which archaic weapon are you going to use in battle? Alex Trope, we'll start with you. Uh, it's a sword and shield. Is it, can I can I use two answers here? He doesn't specify, but I think it's okay. All right, yeah, because I think those two go together, right? So, like, it's it's the, it's the shield for the defense. It's the sword for the offense. And, damn it, give me a horse as well. I want to be trotting around, uh, you know, hurting people, throwing people off. I can use the shield as, like, a Frisbee, maybe boomerang style. I'd have to train a little bit. But, man, I, got you. I, I would be great in that era. Wow, we got a shield, a sword, and a horse? Yeah. It's a horse a overkill. But is, but is a horse a weapon? Mm, vehicle? It's a vehicle. Vehicle, mode of transportation. I you you could run someone over. Run someone over. Oh, you know what? I might change my pick, but you go. Okay, so first thing that came to mind when I heard of archaic weapon, what's that um what's that thing that it's a it's like a stick but it's got a chain to it with a ball with spikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like like a, a mace, that's it. A yeah. mace. I would be slinging that thing so far. You wouldn't even be able to get near me. So I'd be doing I'd be doing Flips around. I'd be, oh, I don't want people to get close to me. So get out of my radius. Is it Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that has the nunchucks? Oh, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like that'd be you with the, with the mace. Uh, yeah. The other thing that I want to throw out here quick is the actual spear, right? Oh. So um, the deadliest warrior was a show on uh, uh, back in the day that I loved, right? They they simulated uh, two like prehistoric figures and warriors and different types of them, right? So they do like the Trojan versus like the Native American, right? Oh. And they would simulate battles with their using their weapons and like the spear is amazing. Uh, so that's the other thing I'd bring up. What a wacky question. So Tyler Cornelius. In- yeah. Cornelius. <laughs> You've got me. Tyler in Gainesville. It's the first time I've seen anything Gainesville. from him. Yeah. Uh, Tyler See- in Gainesville asks, when was the last time you had a Capri Sun? Um, two weeks ago. Wow, that recent, huh? <laughs> uh, three weeks ago. Whenever I was at a baby shower in a garage that I think okay. I talked about. Do yeah. they still hold up? Oh, dude, of course. Yeah. There's something There's something fabulous about the pouch. And yeah. finishing the pouch, and then all yeah. you see is the straw line. Squeezing yeah, it tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually think I had a Capri Sun not long ago. Not long ago couple years i got a buddy that lives in fort lauderdale growing up he went to brookfield central as well growing up he always drank like juicy juice and things yeah. like that and he had a capri sun down there and his uh at his place in fort lauderdale i had one there it's to, for 
His name's Drew. It's totally on brand for him. Dude, real quick. So uh, my girlfriend will be the first to tell you. I'm not a huge water drinker. Like I'm chugging down waters here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company right now. I'll have a beer after the show. But I, uh, I, I, I like my, my water alternatives, right? So I've been on, I've <laughs> water been on like, my water alternatives. So what? I've been on a little bit of a smoothie kick recently. But <laughs> what I always love is a good juice, Minute Maid juice. And last night we were grocery <laughs> shopping. I picked up like a, like a cherry apple juice, and I will drink the entire thing in one day. Wow. I love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, water alternatives. That's, water alternatives. That sounds like those. a new product category. Yeah, maybe. There's my million-dollar idea. There it is. I was, I was pitching million-dollar ideas in the office today. And I realized that writing a book would not get me there. So maybe it's uh, water alternatives. Okay. I like it. You've got mail. Avery in Boston chimes in asking, do you... Great city. Yeah, no, a huge city. Uh, But do you only mouth breathe when you're in the bathroom or do you breathe through your nose as well? Ask that again. (laughs) You walk into a public bathroom. Are you only breathing in through your mouth or are you nose breathing? All right. And... Getting all those smells, I assume, is what he's talking about. Yeah, I get well, it. Uh, yeah, I use the nose. I, I, I don't care. I don't change my breathing. I don't think about changing my breathing. If anything, the, your nose is a better filter than your mouth. Less, uh, your your nose has a way of trapping um, like bacteria and what? viruses and all that kind of stuff more than your mouth. Yeah, so like on a healthy standpoint, you should be breathing through your nose, and it, it, there's like a natural filter. Uh-huh. It doesn't allow things to get through. We, we must throw the disclaimer out. Brad Norman is not a doctor. No, but I, I use very confident in this. Yeah. So I'm going to trust yeah. your judgment here. No, I'm going to continue so doing. I, what actually, I'm doing. I think I saw somebody say the other day the nose is the body's air filter, something like that. <laughs> I've I've read that on. I don't know what to say. Yeah. So suck it up <laughs> and smell in the smells. Literally filter. suck it up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, time for one more? Yeah, we got time for one more. You've got mail. Cammy and Madison asks if there are Cammy. any... Oh, Cammy's great. Are there any uh, old Vines or YouTube clips that you quote way too much to this day? Uh, yeah. Uh, she came down in a bubble, Doug. That's probably my go-to uh, when, when they argue about... Yeah, grow up. Grow up. She can't, yeah, so it's, it's, do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? No. Bad? It's two guys arguing about the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Um, and they were talking about the Wicked Witch of the East and her sister West. being, the, right, but her oh. sister being the Wicked Witch oh. of the East. Yes. And arguing that she came down in a bubble. And it's just like an incredible argument. <laughs> uh, the best argument, in fact, in human history, I would argue. So that's probably the, the one that sticks in my mind the most. That's a good answer. Thank you. I, I don't know if this counts, but I think it does. Lexi and I quote this all the time at home. The Kirk Cousins. You like that? Oh, of course. You like that? Absolutely. I mean, even even last night, I think I, I think I asked her, I'm like, hey, do you like that? And I, I just got right into it. You like that? So you don't even know when it's going to come out, but all the time. I, I still laugh at that. You were in the funny. league when that happened, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that was when Washington won a playoff game. I don't remember off the top of my head who they beat, mm. but that would have been, I think, you would have been in Jacksonville at that point, right? Because I, I think that was 16 or 17. Maybe. I was definitely Maybe your beat. Super Bowl year? All right, I'm yeah. going to look up the bracket yeah, you should. in the break. Uh, before, I love that line, though. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, one of the all-time greats. Yes. Uh, Alex, uh, I'm giving you an assignment. By this show, this time, next week, I would like that in the system. You like that? Yeah. I would like that as a uh, as a drop. Ooh, I like that. You got it, I like that, well. <laughs> I like that as well. That is that is the homework assignment for next week. It I was a victory over the Eagles. Mm. Okay. Was that wild card? What year was that? 
Uh, I got to open the link this time. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, well, in the meantime, we'll get our answer before the break. I got to tell you about my friends over at Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side, Diamond Jim, the owner of the store, always in the store, ready to help you take the next step in your relationship, whether you're looking to treat yourself. He's got great citizen watches that I'll be buying one of here later in the month. I mean, it is just the selection is outstanding. You can check it for yourself online at condonjeweler.com. And, hey, to you jerks that threw a stump through the front window of Condon Jewelers earlier this week, you suck. You suck. That's all I have to say about that. Alex G., what year was uh, was you like that, Kirk Cousins, as a Washington commander? I... I, I'm on to trying to download that audio. All right. <laughs> you, you, all right. You're out of here. We're out of here. We'll wrap up the show after this. It's a great day out of life from the great Jane Pub and Brewing Company, downtown Madison. Wrapping up the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, downtown Madison. I'm Alex Strope alongside former Badger, former NFLer, the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman. Are you scratching your knife with a, or your back with a butter knife right now? I was hoping you wouldn't see that. I am. I just had a ridiculous itch that just I couldn't reach, and this is a perfectly good tool to scratch that itch. And the waiter uh, just walked up to take your plate. Saw you put the knife back down on the table. That was incredible. Make sure awkward. you wash this, huh? Yeah. I don't think my back is too dirty. but well, Probably not, but uh, but that was... It, it, I, I, I want to set the scene real quick before you respond. Okay. So I'm coming in from the segment saying, you know, this is a great day, whatever. Brad quickly swipes the butter knife on the table, reaches around his back, and about 10 seconds later just quietly sets it down. I thought I looked so smooth. It's one of those where like, I leaned in, and then as I pulled my arms back, I yeah. just grabbed the knife. Yeah, you know, almost like a, like a bank robbery kind of going wrong. Are you just doing like tricks of the hand, like a magician maybe? Like, yeah, that might be better than a bank yeah. robbery. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to like and, – uh, and, man, let me tell you it was worth it, though. <laughs> it's worth this segment because is there a better feeling than scratching an itch? Uh, I mean, okay, okay, yes, there's better feelings. Sex. The, 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 Okay, fair. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I was like, right when I said it, I was like, I, I, I can't think of other things. Um, but that immediate relief, oh, oh, you like that? You, you like yes, that? thank you, Alex. You like I like that. I bought a, uh, I bought a massage gun, um, you know, uh, for your back and, and yeah. other areas of your body, and it is, it is terrific. Oh, that's yeah. one hundred dollars I've ever spent. I think. Yeah, I could show you a couple places where tension builds up because I had one of those in, in the NFL. Okay, and um, man. It'll, it'll get you right. It'll be a little painful, but it'll feel good. I bet. I mean, I, eventually I get, it'll feel uh, good. I don't get too much tension in the back or anything, but okay. every once in a while, it's like, all right, let's just solve this out. A little quick two-minute back massage, self, self-massage soothing uh, feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, random question for you. Completely random. Okay. Right? Bring up your NFL days. Do you still follow your NFL meal plan? Well, because they like, did they make a meal plan for you, or is it different for punters? It's it's a little bit different for everybody, depending on what their goal is, right? Maintain weight, lose weight, whatever. Um, they never put me on a strict meal plan. We did do this thing one time. The the dietitian uh, that we had for the team in Jacksonville, you could like um, give your blood basically, and they do a, a sample of it medically, and they see what type of things your cells respond to, basically inflaming or not. So I do have that report. And let me tell you, before that report came in, I was pr- I was like 
please do not have chocolate come up on this list. Please do not have beer. Please do not have a nice steak. Yeah. Please do not have all the things that I like in this life to eat. And um, thankfully, nothing really came up. That was a um, coffee, another big one. That uh, that was a, a, a no go. But I I basically have eaten the same for the last like ten years. Okay. Yeah. I mean that, that that's sort of the nice thing about it. It was I, I just. I've picked my what makes my body respond well. What you know is good for maintaining weight, maintaining strength, staying in shape, and I actually like it. So I haven't really changed it much. So maybe my self, self-established NFL eating plan. Still eating that way. Still eating like a pro athlete. That means good for you. Yeah, yeah. You're still built like one. Yeah. You still act like one. You still carry yourself like one. Arrogant and all. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, well, why you ask that is because our guy Chris Orr, who's gearing up for the USFL season out in Canton, Ohio, currently, um, who's joined us plenty of times on this show before. I, I discovered, uh, you know, briefly before he left for Canton, that. He still, even when he's not getting ready for the USFL, even when he's just like middle of the season, outside of like alcohol, strictly follows that diet that was laid out for him by your former team, the Carolina Panthers. I actually believe it. A lot of these guys will just implement it as their new lifestyle. That's just who they are, and that's just what they feel comfortable with. And honestly, too, then you don't need to change anything during the season. And it's... If anything, you need to add during the season because you're expending so many calories. A lot of guys need to, to eat until they're uncomfortable in the season right. because you're just your practices, particularly in the South with you know, playing in Jacksonville, you just burn so many calories. There, we were, there would be times where we'd go out to the practice field. We would weigh in before practice, okay. and then we'd weigh out immediately after practice to you see how, much, how many pounds. I mean, even I, I wasn't even doing that much. I'd lose five pounds. There were some guys that would lose 15 pounds. That can't be healthy. No. That's why they are on you about eating and drinking. It's just nonstop. But, I mean, goodness, the guy loses 15 pounds That's in absurd. two hours. I mean, like, high school wrestlers are, are crazy, right? Yeah. Like, I, I covered high school wrestling for several years. It's a great sport. But, like, some of those dudes, like, they'll lose 15 pounds or 20 pounds in, like, four days and starve themselves. And then they'll weigh in at their meat and they'll crush, like, 14 donuts and go oh. wrestle. Like, it's just, uh, I, I, I don't know how insane you have to be to be a wrestler, but I, I respect the hell out of it. it it's no knock. It's just, I don't know how that works, man. man. you got to be built different. Built That's plain and simple. Built different indeed. Uh, any chance you're picking San Diego State to win tonight? No. Yeah, I'm, not. Either. I'm yeah. not. I have yet to talk to one person that, that will take them. Right? Like, I, I've, I've probably asked somewhere between 15 and 25 people today who they got. It's got Nobody has said SDSU. It's got to be one of the bigger spreads. Eight and a half. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big spread. Um, Yeah, I just I don't see it happening. It it would take a very off night from UConn, which they show and they don't really produce. Their losses came kind of earlier in the year or two good teams. Yeah, and and they're just so confident. They're playing fast. The only thing that I can think of that SDSU can do is slow the game down, frustrate them, and get them out of rhythm. Right. This this is a rhythm team that finds rhythm quickly and they stay in rhythm. So. They're aggressive. They're going to be the aggressor. So if SDSU can maybe out-physical them, slow the game down, they got a shot, try to keep the uh, the scoring low. Yeah. I just don't see it happening, though. UConn is playing with such no, I energy. Don't I don't either. I mean, they, they've just been – I can't get over the fact the closest game of five games in the NCAA tournament, the closest differential, is 13 points. That is absurd. And these games are played in a row. That You just – that's like no off game, right? I mean, right. you're not even having an off game where it's even close. You are just hammering it out every week. It's I think they have a mentality yeah. that they just go out there and just un- unleash. Right. 
Husky mentality. Dog right. mentality. Dog. They're a bunch of dogs. <laughs> uh, gee, any chance you're picking San Diego State? No, and I was I picked San Diego State to get this far once we got to the Sweet 16. I was really high on them. I watched how they play. It was really yeah. exciting. Doesn't matter. UConn is just unstoppable. It's going to be kind of... Like, it's going to be nice to go to bed before the end of the game knowing the conclusion. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I, I will say, though, real quick, G, uh, you say since the Sweet 16. Since the Sweet 16, each of San Diego State's games, both in the Elite Eight against Creighton and in the Final Four, uh, why am I blanking on who they played against FAU, uh, were decided by one point. Wow. Yeah. One point win over Creighton, one point win on a buzzer beater against Florida Atlantic. Is there a way they get it done third in a row? How fun would that be, man? Uh, real quick, is you kind of blue blood, yes or no? Yes. Already? They're current, current day blue blood. Okay. Since 1999, this kind of, you know, picking where you want to start the timeline, but since 1999 when they won their first one, and if they win tonight, that'll be five. Yeah. The next team in that same time frame is Duke at three. I think there's another team Kansas probably. Yeah, Kansas might have two or three. Kentucky's UNC probably got two. two. I think they might have one, okay. one or two. But so there, you're going to have almost double the next couple teams. Now, before then, they don't have the rich history of Indiana and UCLA, but yeah. they've been way more relevant, way more relevant. The only reason, oh, I'd put UConn over Indiana at this point, yeah. personally. The yeah. only reason they don't come up yearly as being a, a blue blood is, one, the rich history, and two, when they're not, when they're not winning national championships, it's not like they're getting to Final Fours, right. it seems like. Right. It seems like they're either winning it or they're just, you know, participating. Maybe barely making the tournament right yeah. uh, in a very competitive Big East Conference, UConn-San Diego State for the national title game tonight. How fun. We went an entire hour without talking about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it felt good, actually. It felt <laughs> great. It felt great. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll be back with you next Monday uh, at the East Side location. Great day, Pub and Brewery Company. We'll see you then. We'll talk to you then. For Brad Norman, for Alex G, I'm Alex Schroff. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight on the Great Dane Huddle.